pretty, pretty soon. We'll be back at the Artichoke Cafe, just not today. But that's okay because on the other end of this digital connection is the great bass player and composer Phil Baker, who has seen the world as a member of Pink Martini since 2003. They're back touring the world, but Phil has put together a show called Common Tones. It's a tribute to the great pianist McCoy Tyner on Saturday, March 12th at the Old Church Concert Hall, featuring some of our finest jazz musicians. One thing I want to talk to him about is a piece he wrote almost 20 years ago that resonates to this day as one of the most beautiful tunes ever composed. Meet Phil Baker. Phil, I'm doing just fine. Boy, uh, I, I, let, let's why don't we just get to the to, to to the meat of the subject first, which is the McCoy Tyner gig. Tell yeah, me, tell with, me about that. What is when is it? And what's happening? And who's in the band? And and it's, it just sounds sounds wonderful. Oh, thank you. Well, it's March 12th, Saturday, March 12th, at the Old Church uh, at 8 p.m. and it's free, which is a very good price. Jeez. And uh, the, just the usual uh, COVID protocols are in place, mm -hmm. and uh, it features some some of my favorite stellar musicians, including George Colligan on the piano. What a great what a great guy to play George? Oh, to yeah. play McCoy Tyner because yeah. he does have that bombast about him, which is just wonderful. It's wonderful, and you know McCoy has influenced probably you know, way more piano players than he hasn't. So, yeah, George was a natural choice and a great choice. Yeah. And then uh, Joe Manis on uh, saxophone oh. and perhaps some flute. I don't know if you know him, but he's a great tenor player. Oh, uh, sure. Lives sure. in Eugene. Mm -hmm. And uh, the iconic Ron Steen on drums. Wow. And uh, which was also a natural choice. We grew up playing together. He's kind of my mentor, one of my oh, best friends. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. And... Uh, and then also to round things out, we have uh, um, Miguel Bernal, who's a great Cuban percussionist. He also plays with me in Pink Martini. Mm -hmm. And uh, Masumi Timpson is a great koto player mm. who will join us on one or two songs. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. there you have it. That's the band, <laughs> and uh, we're going to have a bunch of fun. Yeah. What? What uh, are you? Are you? Is there a particular era of McCoy's work that you're focusing on? Well, you know, I didn't plan out, plan to be that way, and then somehow we're playing almost every song from the real McCoy, uh, huh. which is, you know, Ron Carter and Elvin and Joe Henderson, and uh, I realized that's just one of my favorite records of his with a lot of my favorite tunes, and one from Trident, which is another great record mm -hmm. he made with Elvin and Ron Carter, mm -hmm. and a few others, but uh, I didn't really plan, I just sort of thought of which ones influenced me the most and you know maybe it's selfish but i just picked my favorite ones mm -hmm. did you get to see them uh, play live who mccoy and, and, and all those guys well i saw mccoy twice uh you know i was very lucky when i grew up my dad would take me to go see keith jarrett and weather yeah. report and all this yeah. chicory and all this stuff and then uh, you know ron and i did play with uh joe henderson uh, a bit, and uh, I've seen Elvin, and uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of these guys. In fact, you know, several of these musicians that I'm using have, you know, links to one or two degrees of separation of people that have played with McCoy. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so uh, have you? Are you? Have you been rehearsing? We had one rehearsal. These guys are so good, and they know this material yeah. anyway yeah. that uh, that that should be enough. 
and it's you know you can't leave spontaneity to chance so you know it's good to get it a little bit down but yeah it should be good sounds wonderful thank you yeah thank you i i remember when when uh bill clinton was inaugurated. He had uh, a thing on the on the mall in Washington with all kinds of. He had, de- he had tents. He had different tents with with different kinds of music, and uh-huh. I happened to be in the tent that had um, Booker T, Etta James, Al Green, and McCoy Tyner. Well, that's quite a tent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Were they all playing together? No, 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 no. no. They, they 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 had their had their bands there, but yeah, it was. That- uh, that, did did uh, Bill Clinton sit in on saxophone? Nah, he wasn't there. He was probably out looking for chicks. Oh, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, and Jimmy Carter had a lot of great musicians, including Charles Mingus and Ron Carter and many people at the White House. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, who was it I saw? I did a story on uh, a, a White House lawn thing he had. Uh, what was her name? Great gospel singer. Ah, oh, man, I can't think of her name. Shirley, Shirley. Shirley what? Come on. Um, Shirley Horn? Not Shirley Horn. It's gospel oh. singer. Oh. Uh, I don't know, it'll come to me. <laughs> or not. <Okay. laughs> um, well, you know, it happens when when your brain stops working. Yeah, pretty right. Much, right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, that was quite an experience. Uh, and the old church is such a fabulous place for this. Well, you know, I've played there a whole bunch with, you know, different people, and mm-hmm. it was kind of my first pick because it was, it's historic. Uh, they're very friendly to musicians, obviously. Yeah. And uh, Emily Overstreet, who <laughs> tours with us and does our merch, also works there booking acts, so it was kind of a natural choice. You mean with Pink Martini? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and it sounds good. You know, it, it's, it's probably easy to overpower, but... but you know, with a mostly acoustic band, I think it'll be perfect. Yeah, uh, and w- there was a uh, a Scandinavian company that that uh, uh, actually came over and installed that sound system in there. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it is. It's a wonderful place, and yeah, you know, I mean, I think she has it just the way she wants it now, uh, pretty much. Uh-huh. Although, you know, uh, she's a, she's a stickler. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, and you know, it's all it's all you know the the, the it's been re- it's been this was repainted and it's just a wonderful fabulous. Oh, place. I did a walkthrough the other day. It just looks fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's that's exciting, Phil. I'm looking forward to it. I hope you come. Is this something that you've that that you've wanted to do, or, or how did this happen? I've thought about it uh, for a while, and. Uh, I wanted to mention that it's uh, sponsored by RAC, Regional Arts and Culture Council. Mm-hmm. So we're very indebted and grateful for that. And it just kind of came together. And, uh, you know, I've, I kind of grew up along with, you know, my friends who I'm playing with, just so influenced by McCoy's music mm-hmm. and sort of the pan-culturalism that he expressed. Like he, the reason we're playing a song with a Koto is because he actually played a song on Koto. And Miguel is there because he actually recorded Afro Blue not only with John Coltrane, but with Mongo Santa Maria. So wow. all this stuff, I mean, there's sort of some logic be- behind all this kind of stuff. So it's kind of been simmering in the back of my brain for a while, and then it uh-huh. luckily just came together. Does that mean you're, you're going to play Afro Blue? We are. Oh, man. Spoiler alert. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, that's so now there, there, there's a tune that doesn't get played much anymore. I don't think. Well, it is sort of a jazz standard, but yes, you're right. I, I mean, I haven't played it that much lately, but uh, I mean, even at jam sessions, you know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. But it's such a great song, and uh, it'll feature Miguel, who's just coming back from Havana, I think today or tomorrow. Wow. Let's hope he makes it. But uh -huh. yeah. Uh -huh. So. <laughs> and I made it free because, you know, I, I just wanted to, I, I remember back, to, you probably remember these, but some of the gigs like at Delavans and The Hobbit, I mean, like at Delavans, they would have like Joe Henderson and Bobby Hutcherson and mm -hmm. it would be free. Wow. And then it got kind of crazy. So that you know, guess what they increased the door to? Five bucks. <laughs> and so you could go, you could go see these artists for nothing or next to nothing. So I just kind of <laughs> wanted to celebrate that era of Portland and uh, and to give back to the city that I love so much, which, you know, is kind of going through some a rough patch right now, but I know it's mm -hmm. going to get back to being a great city. We hope. So that's kind of why, you know, I made it free. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does uh, Thomas Lauderdale still want to be mayor? <laughs> You're going to have to ask him. <laughs> He uh, he certainly has a passion for Portland and Oregon. So, but right now we're touring so much. I don't know how he could, but maybe it's still in the back of his mind. Have you been touring, or did you did you stop for a while? We stopped for a while, um, but started up even sporadically like over a year ago, and uh, we just did a tour of a week in Texas, a week in Florida, and a week of Washington State. How's that for a weird tour? Wow. And I'll weird. tell you, uh, those people in Florida, they don't believe in masks. Yes. But uh, yes. the one coming up is even weirder. We're going to Mexico and then Arizona, uh, Palm Springs, and then two weeks in Europe, which include <laughs> uh, some gigs in Romania. So I'm kind of oh, having mixed emotion about that. Yeah, really? Jeez. Yeah. Huh. Uh, uh. Maybe we'll go play the Ukrainian national anthem uh, somewhere over there. Well, why not? Why, why not? not? Yeah. Um, uh, one of one of uh, the Oregon Music News photographers, uh, John Rudolph, uh, who was uh, a photojournalist in, in in many respects and was a and was a cardiologist for twenty five years before he retired to become a full time photojournalist. Journalist is uh, on the uh, Ukraine Moldova border right now. Wow. You know, oh. he's nuts. Oh, he's on the Moldovan side. <laughs> yes, 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 yeah. Because uh, that's just what he's like. <laughs> when yeah. he was, when he was a teenager, he 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 photographed Bob Dylan um, at Newport when he went electric. <laughs> wow! And didn't boo him, by the way, <laughs> like everybody else did. <laughs> like everybody else did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, were you a Bob Dylan fan at any point, or has it just been strictly jazz for you? No, no. I have always liked rock pop you know uh -huh. all kinds of music my my dad had excellent taste and you know he'd play bb king and then john coltrane and then weather report and so mm -hmm. i got all that exposure mm -hmm. and as far as dylan goes like um oh hard rain's gonna fall and girl from the north country are two of my favorite songs yeah yeah but there's other eras i'm not so crazy about <laughs> but i mean that's true of almost any artist but uh mm -hmm. no i mean i see why dylan won what was it the nobel prize yeah yeah. Although if he wanted, I think Joni Mitchell should too. But that's just my my humble well, opinion. Well, I agree with you. I just I just rewatched No No Direction Home, the Scorsese documentary uh -huh. on Dylan, which was interesting. I think the most interesting thing was um, 
uh, Joan Baez talking about why they broke up and how they broke up. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I'll have to check that out. So are you still playing with Gino Vanelli? Speaking of no, pop music. I haven't done that for probably 25 years. Ah, okay. It was a great okay. experience, but it was time to move on. Well, that's what everybody says. When I ask them, why, I, always, I know I've never had Gino Vanelli on here. I always mean to, and I just never do. Uh, but and they always say how how um, th that he takes the the best uh, jazz players because his charts are so difficult. Well, he has uh, he's one of the most talented guys I've ever met. He can hear paint dry, huh? uh, but he was always really attracted to. I mean, not only jazz musicians, but you know, guys that could play both pop, rock, and jazz. And yeah. He, yeah, he's had some great musicians in his band. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you, you'd see a gig is listed in something or another with with, the, with who was playing with him, and you go like, "Holy shit, these are the best jazz guys in town!" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Reinhardt Meltz did it. Sure, uh, sure. Uh, George Colligan. Um, yeah, yeah. Damon Erskine. Yeah, he's had some great players. I mean, not only from <laughs> Portland, but from from everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, let's uh, uh, talk about your 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 entrance into Pink Martini in 2003. How did that happen? Um, I had a student who was playing with them, and he tried to send me as a sub one time. I think it was to Kansas City, and Thomas didn't know who I was, so he said no, and I was like, okay. <laughs> And then uh, I think he needed a bass player, and several of the guys in the band recommended me. And so I started um, in Eugene, Oregon, on Valentine's Day 2003. Wow. And the rest is history. Jeez. And uh, we played China's great song, Hey Eugene, and I thought it was like kind of a <laughs> shout-out to the town. And I'm thinking, oh, do we have to do this for every town we go to? But anyway, yeah, that's that's pretty much it in a nutshell. So, wow, that's been almost 20 years. Yeah. Speaking of that album... I you you have a song on that album that makes people cry. Oh, in a good way, I hope. Absolutely. Oh, good. And you yeah, know what? Conchi Dancy, yeah. Conchi Dancy. It is yeah. is one of my top five um, tunes I've ever heard in my life. It just it wow. has such an emotional effect on me, and I know thank everybody you. else too. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, you know, my dad kind of inspired me with that because he was a big fan of uh, Brazilian culture and, and music as well. Uh, Timothy Nishimoto, who sings and plays percussion with us, helped me kind of put the words in there. Mm -hmm. But uh, aside from that, there were several songs. It's in 5-4, so it's kind of unusual. Mm -hmm. But there were several songs that kind of inspired it. I could, I could talk for hours about it. If oh, please do. Which please I, do. <laughs> but just the way the common tones... Uh, kind of fit together in the modulation and the lyrics. And uh, like there's a song by Wayne Shorter called Lilia mm -hmm. off his Native Dancer album, which is in five. And that kind of got me thinking about, hey, why don't we do a bossa in five? So, yeah. and there's a great uh, string arrangement that Thomas and I did together that uh, when and if we ever play it with a symphony, uh, it's featured there, mm -hmm. so that's good. There's a there's a version of that uh, from a while back on YouTube that has some strings. Oh, there is. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll yeah, have to. Beautiful. I'll have to look. Yeah, beautiful. thank you. Are you aware how 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 that that tune affects people? Um, people tell me that sometimes, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I am aware of it. 
And how, does that, more, how does that make you feel? Well, like anybody who writes, I mean, I feel very fortunate to, okay, if anybody can give other people goosebumps or experience them, experience it themselves for a living, that's, you're blessed. Can I just say that? So that's sort of an extension of that. If you can affect somebody or, or just in any positive way, mm-hmm. especially in this day and age, if you can bring people together or make somebody happy with what you do. I mean, sometimes I'll look out in the audience and, and I'll see people crying. Yes. And, you know, that that's very moving. Yep. Yep. Uh, one, of, one of those was me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hand you some tissues next time. Thank you very much. Well, you know, I mean, I've, I've, I, I did a documentary, the, uh, the first documentary on assisted suicide. And we followed a guy from two years for two years, and we shot everything, including his death. And I tell people, you know, make make sure you have some some Kleenex next to you because it's going right. it's going it's going to hit you. Wow. And uh, wow. it's a different different it's a different thing than 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 beauty inspiring tears. <laughs> but, well, uh, yeah. Anytime, yeah. Anytime music, I, I could talk forever about this. I mean. That's sort of what moved me to do this McCoy Tyner tribute because, like, for his whole career, he he never bowed towards, like, economic or commercial interests. He just had this vision, and he did it for his whole life. And obviously, mm-hmm. he was inspired by playing with John Coltrane, yeah, who also had a vision like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, before John Coltrane, I mean... There was really nothing about that. And then he comes out with like a love supreme and everybody's yeah. like, wait, what? What is this about? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So. Huh. 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 Well, I've never got, I've, what, that song is 20 years old now, right? Something Which like one? That. Uh, Kanji Dancy. Oh, God, it's been that long. Yeah, it's probably getting close to that. Well, it's on Hey Eugene, you know? Yeah, maybe time to write another one. <laughs> why bother yeah why bother <laughs> uh and uh and and, and i it has has never stopped affecting me from the Good. first from the first oh, time i heard it that's such a compliment thank you yeah um so uh, are you are you, what are you working on uh i'm always working on something i sometimes place music in commercials or movies and stuff like that. I'm always writing. I'm always practicing, especially during the pandemic. You know, everybody's yeah. busting out their sourdough bread or watching Tiger King. And <laughs> I, I did watch Tiger King, but I also, you know, spend a lot of time practicing and stuff like that. So, and I'm lucky because I get to play around town with a lot of my buddies and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great life. And some of them like Ron Steen are very, great gracious about calling me when i'm home and playing with them so or tom grant or different people like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm playing tonight with uh, dan Fanley and brent fallis at scandals really yeah wow <laughs> that'll be good huh dan is, does is dan family does he live in baltimore in, in, in portland again yeah yeah he's lived here wow he, he wasn't a hire for a while but I, he's been yeah. back here for yeah. quite a long time years. yeah yeah um uh, is he still playing with with Pink, Pink, Pink Martini? He is. Oh, well, yeah. of course, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What is that? I mean, can you if you put can you put your finger on what that experience has been for you? It must have been. It must be unique. It's truly unique. Um, you know, I, I've been in Diana Ross's band, and Gino Vanelli's band, which has been great. I joined Diana's band when I was twenty two and started touring the world and 
Miles open for us and all these different oh. experiences. Was George but Mitchell I, in that band then? He was. Yeah. Mel Brown. Yeah. And uh, but you're still a member of a you know you're still working for somebody. You're a sideman, and Thomas is obviously the leader of this band. But it's it's nice to have a, this feeling of community, and to I mean I've always been a fan of world music, and this band not only tours the world but plays music from a lot of different places in the world so you know like we'll be playing in turkey and the call to prayer will go off you know or we're, we're in japan and we'll go to a, a koto concert or something like that so it, it's really been a fantastic experience i can't say that enough i, I it's, it's, a, it's hard to fathom yeah you yeah, know, i feel the, very lucky that it's that's taking you all over the world yeah yeah, six huh. out of seven continents, and I what? wouldn't uh, I wouldn't rule out Antarctica yet. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> um, uh, how does it work for them? Is 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 Thomas still adding tunes, or or do, I mean, the 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 Pink Martini book must be enormous. It's enormous, and you have to pretty much be able to play any of them. Any time, you know, with a, with some exception. But yes, it's always evolving. We have two uh, guest singers or two singers with us now. Jimmy Harrod, mm -hmm. who just went really far on America's Got Talent. He's amazing. I, he's, he's been he's, he's been on the podcast. He's absolutely oh, okay. amazing. Amazing talent. Amazing yeah. guy. Yeah. And uh, Edna Vasquez, uh, who is a great singer from Mexico, although she's lived here for a while, and songwriter and guitar player. Mm -hmm. Uh, the only woman I know who's been in the Mexican army. Huh. And uh, so, yeah, they're adding tunes. Other guys are adding tunes. So it, you just have to be on your toes. Edna has a great tune on the latest uh, Blue Cranes album. Oh, which I'll have I, to check I, that out. Oh, oh, my God. That album's a masterpiece. Wow. Okay. Because it's all vocals. She does uh -huh. She does one, but, but every great vocalist that you could that in this town, for sure, is on oh, that album, that you know. Plus, uh, actually, um, Rebecca Sanborn, the keyboard player from uh, uh, Blue Cranes, actually sings a tune too. Oh, okay. Yeah, but uh, so, uh, I mean, does 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 Thomas like call a tune that you're not expecting in the middle of a show? <laughs> Only on days that end with a Y. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, sometimes, and then sometimes he'll do like requests from the audience where they put it on a piece of paper <laughs> and that, that can be stressful, but it can be really fun too. And then you always get somebody that wants free bird or, or, you know, a black Sabbath song. <laughs> Mustang Sally. Maybe. Yeah. We could do that. Um, so, uh, was the, was the upright bass your first instrument? No. Um, I played recorder because everybody had to, but I kind of enjoyed it because I thought of the start of Stairway to Heaven. And <laughs> then uh, I had to play clarinet in band to play electric bass and stage band. <laughs> so I, d I did play that for a while, gave it up as soon as I could, and uh, a little bit of guitar before the bass, but the bass is pretty much... Uh, I started on electric bass. Did you, then, did you have an electric bass hero? Uh, when I was young... It was more of the rock guys, yeah. like Geezer Butler of Black Sabbath, or uh -huh. Jack Cassidy and Jefferson Airplane, and yeah. Jack Bruce, all these different guys. Yeah. Um, 
but then um, Peter Fajola, who's a senior, was my uh, at Sprague High School was the string teacher, and he needed a bass player, so he recruited me to play upright bass, and he got me lessons and everything. And his son is now the concert master with Oregon Symphony that we just played uh, three nights with. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and my dad, when I was pretty young, took me to see um, Stanley Clark with uh, Chick Corea, and it was over. Just like, okay, I got <laughs> to do that. <laughs> I remember one time uh, uh, he and Chick were were playing at the, at the Aladdin, uh -huh. and somebody somebody yelled out, "School days." And the uh -huh. two of them just did like the first few bars of school days and cracked up. Oh, just wow. cracked up. It was very yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> dun, 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 you know. Uh huh. <laughs> um, so, do you, do you ever pick up the electric bass anymore? Oh yeah, I play it quite a bit, either in sessions or uh -huh. different gigs. Yeah. Uh, you know, people sometimes ask me, "Well, which one do you like more?" And it's like that'd be like asking which one of your two kids do you like more. You right. Know? Right. Uh, yeah. I enjoy them both in different ways. Are you better at some things on on the electric than they are than you are on the other one? Well, it's just like a tool. It's it's better suited for different applications. Uh huh. Um, uh -huh. You know, and there's different techniques that you can do on one and not the other. So, I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah. Well, with all the, with all the gigs and all the traveling and all that, do you do you still get to practice? Oh yeah, I've been practicing like a maniac lately because i have to keep up with these guys on saturday so <laughs> <laughs> yes yes i don't want to make a fool of myself well that, you know that's not going to happen <laughs> yeah well listen phil listen it's been great to talk to you i'm glad you can I'm, I'm glad we could do this and i hope that uh, i hope the place is full up you know, i hope at, so at, too at the old and, church yeah and we'll have a great time and uh uh Tickets can be had at the Old Church website, which is, I believe, oldchurch.org. I'll, I'll, I'll link it on the page here. Okay. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, again, they're free with just the usual COVID protocols, so yeah. it'll be safe and fun. That's great. Well, listen, I appreciate your time, and it's always great to, to, to talk to you. And like we always say at the end of these things, that's entertainment. <laughs> well, I hope so. 